music, you know, in my view, you know, we have a little feel and can last and play tomorrow and today, you know. So I see that as growth musically. You understand? I see that as musical growth. I see maturity within the music for even I and I as a person and becoming a man. You know? So therefore, this album, every album is supposed to possess something where the next one never have, you know? So therefore, just stay tuned because the best is yet to come. Welcome to the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews. Presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and The Crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews. Presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective on the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and with me, I have a different part of my crew, a guest part of the crew. Once again, I'd like to welcome none other than Khalil Wonder from Highlander Sound and also from the Regular Lover Podcast. Khalil and his partner Agar do a great job on the Regular Lover Podcast weekly. You can check that out. They've been running a lot of reruns over the past few weeks and just had their season debut just of this week on uh, the recording of this episode. So they're back, so make sure you go check it out. They actually did an interview with me that should be coming up in their new season. So make sure you're subscribing to the Regular Lover Podcast and following them and uh, checking out everything that's going on. So they're here to break down this next album with me. Khalil, what going on? Yo, what going, Bertrand? Everything good, man. Everything yeah, man. good. Yeah, so here we are today to break down yet another classic album. Of course, as you know, we're here. Our motto here at the Vault Classic Music Reviews is hashtag open the vault, hashtag nothing but the classics. And we have yet another one here today. I would even venture to say an all-timer going all the way back to 25 years ago in the summer of 1995, all the way back a yard to Jamaica and our boy Buju Bantan Gargamel and his classic album Till Shiloh released July 18th 1995 also re-released in 2002 recorded between 1994 and 1995 length of 56 minutes and 33 seconds released on Loose Cannon Records and also Island Records and re-released on Island Records as well in 2002 the producers for this album Donovan Germain, Lisa Cortez, Bobby Digital Dixon, Dave Rudeboy Kelly, Sylvester Gordon, and the famous duo of Steely and Cleavy, and uh, Buju, of course, having writing duties on this as well. So, Khalil, 25 years ago, until Shiloh came out, this is the 25th anniversary, and Buju actually just put out a brand new album, Upside Down 2020, about a couple of weeks ago now, and I have not had the opportunity to listen to it yet. Have you had a chance to listen to it? Yeah, man, I listened to the Upside Down, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, man, I don't want to give away too much since you haven't checked it out yourself, but mm -hmm. I, would, I would definitely encourage everyone that's a Buju fan to purchase a copy of the album, you know, buy the stream, however you get your music, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe not however you get your music. Support the music. <laughs> yeah. Actually buy a copy in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, buy it. They definitely support, especially an artist like Buju that has been putting out music for well over 30 years now. We're recording a career that has spanned now three decades, going into four different decades now since 
He started as a youth in Jamaica. And uh, Buju's been through a lot. Uh, and the different transitions in his career, Khalil, from pretty much starting out as your conventional dance hall artist to c- transitioning a little bit more once he transitioned to Rastafarianism and uh, having more conscious in his lyrics and his music and then uh, sort of keeping on that wave, mixing it up a little bit between dance hall and roots reggae. And then Buju was then put into prison here in the United States. And Buju was released late in 2018. Last year had his walk to long walk to freedom tour that started mm-hmm. in Jamaica and went all across the Caribbean to rave reviews, people that were glad to see Buju back. And during those nine years, many of us missed him and missed his presence within the reggae community. And now that he's back, he's back with the vengeance and back to recording lots of music. So, but 25 years ago is Till Shiloh. Now, you know, this is an album, Khalil, that is highly regarded, um, not just by those in the reggae community and dance hall, but music lovers all abound love this album. And they love it for many different reasons. I can imagine, remember just by having this CD and playing it when I used to play CDs in my car that I would get reactions from people that would hear it. And it would be all kinds of people. It would be white people, Hispanic people, Asians, all people who either loved the music in general or, or big reggae fans. They loved it till Shiloh. So just to sort of get an idea of your first reaction when you first heard the album and then also what your reaction to it as the years have gone on and has your opinion on it changed since then? Um, sure. So first reaction to hearing the album you know, albums were not ever really the thing within, like, in Jamaica, you know, like, mm-hmm. in the hardcore dance hall world. We don't normally flock to albums. You know, we just listen to songs, mm-hmm. you know, and rhythms. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. whatever the hot tunes, whatever the hot rhythms are, that's what we listen to. That's what we bump. We bump. So it's rare that you know, albums actually like hold everyone's attention. And this happened to be one of those albums. Mm-hmm. Um, Buju is one of those artists that when he puts out a project, you know what I'm saying? It's one that's really worth having and just playing back to front, you know, over and over. And this Till Shiloh is no different. So that was my first reaction to it. When it came out in 95, I was li- living in Brooklyn, New York still. I think the following year I moved down to Georgia and about two, three years later, that's when my uh, cousin and my brother and I started Highlander Sound System. So we started our own sound system. So we started collecting records and this album was one of the first vinyl, you know what I'm saying, to be in the box for sure. Mm. And as a DJ, it's a valuable piece of vinyl because... You can virtually you could play the whole entire album. This is one of the albums that you would get two copies of Mm. so that you could put one on one turntable and put the other on the other turntable. And then, you know, you can mix back and forth in and out of the songs without having to put another record on for a while. That's Mm. how. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mm. you know, like in terms of throughout all those years of DJing starting in the late 90s, uh, a lot of these songs were still relevant could still be played you know what i'm saying a lot of the rhythms lasted a very long time both the reggae and the dance hall you know on there so you know that was like throughout the years and obviously that, that was a long time ago now so <laughs> yeah <laughs> um at this point the songs are so big that you know when you need to warm up a crowd or you need a surefire certified hit mm-hmm. a lot of djs will draw for a bob marley record 
a lot of the songs on this album are now in that category. Like if you're not sure of the crowd's taste, you know, you can kind of try out using several of the songs on this album and you're going to be safe. <laughs> yeah. And that's saying something that you would get two records to make sure that you can juggle between and keep a set playing and that you could play that set through up to about 45 minutes to an hour, which is crazy because you can't say that about a lot of records. And like you said, and as far as like in the in the reggae community and dancehall community, people weren't necessarily in just into albums. It was more like rhythm, rhythms and actual songs. And then you would get those songs on stuff like Green Sleeves or Strictly the Best or as we know, later on into the 90s, Reggae Gold. And you took a collection of different things. But to have one artist be able to put out a work like this was amazing. Now, this is the what I can say really kind of launched Buju into... Even before this, I mean, with Voice of Jamaica, he had made uh, his headway into the American market. But this yes. was the one that I think that really kind of solidified his position amongst American listeners. And and if you're a reggae artist and you make it in America, I mean, you could make it worldwide. But if you make it in America, you make it big. And that, to me, I think has taken Buju's legacy and taken it from just being here on Earth to out of the stratosphere. Just to give you an idea, I went to go see Beanie Man perform about three or four years ago and he was at a club here in bliss and beanie's in in, in his set and he's talking he's saying something oh who y'all want to free so cartel of bourgeois and it's a mixed crowd in there right so uh-huh. it's 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 probably about you know some people in my in my generation some folks a little bit you know a zennials you know some folks gen x millennials and definitely gen zers but you would have think that there would have been a number of people in there that would have been like free cartel Everybody, 90%, about 95% of the room said Buju, and you could hear it. And it's crazy that, like, his influence has spanned that long over such a long period of time, especially him not having put out music over the last decade or so because of his legal problems, which is just kind of speaks, and I think that sort of goes back to that. My reaction when I heard this, this was the CD that my sister had that she played all the time in her car, and I rode with her a lot to go do things. And I actually took this CD from her. And I took it and I never gave it back. <laughs> I don't even think she even asked to, asked me for it. I don't know whether she knew I took it and just wanted me to have it. But I, I played this and I couldn't stop playing it. And like I said, I told you all in our interview segment that Bush is one of my favorite reggae artists. He's probably of, of modern reggae artists. He's my favorite, um, absolute favorite. And it's everything. It's about his, you know, his voice, you know, his cadence, his pacing, his delivery, the message the production that he has on that with the different rhythms that he features on many of his albums. And this was really what got me started into it. And I started putting my friends onto it and they weren't even reggae fans and they loved it, you know? So Mm -hmm. to me, I think this album probably has arguably, I would say at least three, maybe four of Buju's top 10 songs. If you like will poll people, and ask yeah. them, give me your top 10 Buju records. You yeah, can easily. ask them. And they say there's at least three or four of, of Buju's like, top 10 songs are, are in that top 10 from this album alone. And if you want to go top 20, you can say there's probably seven or eight songs that are in Buju's top 20 just from that one. And even outside of those ones, there's some incredible tracks here on this album. And some of the guest spots you see on here, there's guest spots from the late, great Garnet Silk. May he rest in peace and continue to rest in peace and his legacy live on. Wayne Wonder as well. And and the producers that we talked about that were on here, like Steely and Cleavy and Donovan Jermaine and Rude Boy Kelly 
just really, really massive production on here with the rhythms that were put through and then good use of live instrumentation on the ones that didn't necessarily contain rhythms. So a good representation of someone who was taking a step to the next level. And then as the time has gone on, I've run into more and more people that have come and said, yo, I play something like I post a Buju link from YouTube from a song from Till Shiloh. And I'll get mad people that will come up to me and say, yo, I love that album. Or I love this song or Buju's my man. And I think that speaks to it much more so than anything else. And the fact that we're 25 years later now looking at this album and talking about it, I think that kind of just speaks to me. You could run down that list, like I said, of Buju's top 10 or 20 songs. And there's a number of songs that are on this album alone that could probably fill half of that top 10 or top 20. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, my favorite song is on this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just of all songs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're actually going to get into that. We're going to go right into highlights and lowlights. I'm guessing there won't be many lowlights here, but we'll go through your highlights now as far as um, just some songs that you want to point out of uh, what you like and why you like. And so we'll run down to them. So we'll start with the list that you have as your favorites and highlights on here. Yeah. My number one song on this album and one of my favorite songs of all times, maybe my favorite song, is Untold Stories. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, I have like a very deep, visceral relationship with this song. Mm. Just the lyrics in the song and the delivery. Mm. The delivery is so passionate. I feel like I can relate a lot to the lyrics. And I love the way that Buju really puts his love for his people you know mm. in the song and even though the, you know voice of jamaica was the previous album he this song you know he continues to be the voice of jamaica yes exactly <laughs> on this song because you know he's talking about and it's something that is relevant now you yeah. know look at what's going on you know you got the covid over here and the racism and everything exploding mm-hmm. you know and he's like who can afford to run will run or what about those who can't? So I just mm-hmm. love, you know what I'm saying, the sentiment right there. Untold Stories is big. Of course, Murderer is a mm. huge hit. Yeah. Anytime. Those are two that, you know, as a DJ, you could throw it on and then drop out the volume. <laughs> and then you're going to have, like, the dance hall chorus, you know, the choir. Everybody just sings and sings and sings and sings and sings. Mm-hmm. I used to play the acapella to Untold Stories and... We we'll always get a big forward because everybody just loved the song so much. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with Murderer. You know, you hear the rhythm strike up mm-hmm. and the way that it's mixed down, and then you hear Murderer, and then the crowd responds. Yeah. <laughs> um, same thing goes with Wanna Be Loved. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, and that's one of those songs I was telling, like any type of crowd, you know, if you're in a, a party and it's kind of dead or. You know what I'm saying? The sound trips out. The power went out. <laughs> <laughs> Something stopped the flow. You could throw on I Want to Be Loved and just restart the party. Everybody's vibes is up immediately. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Another one I love is What You Gonna Do. Yeah. <laughs> now, that one, I remember in 95, there was a sound clash in Brooklyn with LP International was the sound. I think they were clashing against Kilimanjaro Mm -hmm. Disco from Jamaica. One of the top sounds in the business going against one of the top Brooklyn sounds at the time. And later on in the dance, LP wasn't doing that well. They were kind of down in the the competition. And Mm -hmm. 
they played this song. Like, you know, so it's not, it wasn't a dub plate. It wasn't Buju Banton that voiced it specifically for LP International. It was just the pre-release of the song. So the album hadn't come out yet and they had a copy of that song and they were able to play it in a sound clash and get a good crowd response. Mm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I bet. And it's a love tune. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's <laughs> and in a sound clash you don't get a big forwards in a sound clash from a love tune, you know? It's it's and it's because oh, yeah, you're right, man. You're right. I'm sorry. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> yeah, man. And then um that's rhythm the rhythm that's on is known as Swing Easy. Swing Easy rhythm. Yes. And Sensamenia Persecution is on that same rhythm. Mm-hmm. And that's another I love that song as well. And I'm pretty much going to end up running through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, Complaint featuring Garnet Silk. You know, there was a big Garnet Silk hit. And this is a remake version mm. featuring Buju. It's two of everyone's favorite artists. You know, natural hit right there. Then you have songs like Till I'm Laid to Rest and mm. Not the Easy Road. Chuck it. So, you know, the, you know like all of these songs are are hitting really hard. So yeah. those are some of the, the reggae highlights for me. Even the intro at the top of the album. Strange this feeling I'm feeling. Yes. Oh, John, everybody knows that yeah. whole 20-second riff right there. You think my faith is in vain. Rastafari's name. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's, oh, man, I think I went to... I was young and I went to a Buju concert and he opened up the concert with that. And it was just mm-hmm. like the place went up just from there, just from there. Yeah. 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 I, did you see, uh, the, the concert tour, the tour for Till Shiloh? Uh, by any chance? I, I don't know if it was that one or if he was touring after inner Heights. Um, I think it may okay. have been after inner Heights when I went okay. to that tour. I was young. I was still in high school when we yeah, went to that. Too. Yeah. So it was, um, Yeah. Yeah, I, I went to the Till Shiloh, man. I swear it must have been like four or 5,000 people, um, and that was here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And it was just a magical moment in time. Like, never forget it, man. Um, I remember, you know, at one point he got a, what what they call a gun salute mm-hmm. in the dance hall. You know, somebody buses, uh, shoots in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, so they bust a blank or something in the air mm-hmm. as, uh, like, the being, like, that's the loudest crowd response that you could get you know (laughs) so that's the height of the vibes yeah and like he was on stage and his eyes just opened up like super wide (laughs) for the first time the whole night and he just kept singing and everybody just stood up where they were and you know what i'm saying yeah yeah (laughs) it was like dang yo Vibes wow. couldn't be higher. Um, and then, of course, this album has the dance hall standards, Champion and Only Man. Those two are enormous. I mean, on big dance hall rhythms. And you have It's All Over and Rampage as well, mm-hmm. which just big, 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 big in the dance hall. You could play those anytime, anywhere. Mm, and people yeah. going to dance. The ladies going to go wild. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's any low light, it would be Hush Baby Hush. It's a nice song. It's not a bad song. It's uh, it's essentially it's an album cut, and it adds the ska flavor to the album. Mm-hmm. But um, if I had to say one that's not like my least favorite on the album that could have been left off, and I would be okay. It would be Hush Baby Hush. Hush Baby it's Hush. It's still a nice tune. It's not a bad song. 
Yeah. Um, and his new album, Upside Down, is it's a solid album. Very similarly, it's twenty songs on the whole on the thing. Mm. You know, so there's a couple that you could categorize as album tracks, but you know, yeah. he puts together such solid bodies of work. I mean, not can't really say that there's any low lights. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's a lot of the same. From the intro on, right until when you go into until I'm laid to rest, it's almost like you feel like at that moment. That's when I knew this was going to be a different Bougie record than Voice of Jamaica or anything else that he had put out afterwards, because the message was so strong and it just, you know, sounded so connected back to the people of Jamaica. But then not only that, but spiritually also led to a different place as well. When you get from the intro of Till Shiloh all the way back into till I'm laid to rest. And then you get into that, you know, as I always say, we know about murder. I mean, I think that was the first reggae song I, I could sing out loud in the house and not get in trouble for it <laughs> because the message behind it was good, you know? So, and it was, mm. you know, and, um, and then of course, you know, champion that's like I said, that's in Buju's top 10. That might be in his top five actually of tracks all time. Uh, both of those murderer and I'm um, late to rest. And then another one that's in his top fives, which is my favorite as well is untold stories. And you mentioned it. I connect spiritually a different way to that song more than any other song on this album. What's so special about hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. Hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving made with natural ingredients. Hero bread supports gut health, promotes weight management and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Because okay. of the message. It's not just me. <laughs> yeah, no no no, it is, man. And I've been and I remember seeing Buju a video of him perform and doing this song and literally he gets through two bars of singing the first part of the verse and after that he just stopped singing because everybody else was singing. I mean, and everybody was singing. You know how sometimes you hear crowds and sometimes you hear people say, I'm a living while I'm living to the Father I will pray. And then it sort of drops down a little bit because people don't yep. know the words. No. Everybody knew yeah. every word of this song. You yep, know? The whole he, song. Yeah. I, it's, I liken it to a redemption song from, yes. from Marley. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. And and that's my favorite as well. Uh, same thing. It's not an easy road. That's another one that's a, you know, they would call now a, a gold oldie but goodie because it has a very classic sound to it. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and it sounds like it could have come from another era outside of Bush, outside of that dance hall and reggae era. And and once you get into complaint as well, I mean, it's garnet silk. And I sit and shake, shake my head all the time about how he was taken. He was only, I believe, 24 years old or something like that, very young. And you had two unique talents right there in dancehall and in reggae and between Garnet Silk and Buju, two people who were connected to the people and who had a spiritual spirituality. You listen to their music, it's a spiritual experience that mm -hmm. is bringing the people through. You know, people connect to the music like that. And that remake with Buju just sort of set the album. Everything else, like, you know, Chuck It So... And, you know, it's all over, things like that, that are just all just great tunes. And Wanna Be Loved was an, a, a track that I came across that I didn't think that I liked that much when I first heard it. But then I, it grew on me. And then more when I saw the video for this, I was actually watching stuff like Caribbean Rhythms on BET and saw this video all the time. It's all over. I have to agree with you again on what you're going to do 
And that version of the swing easy rhythm that Donovan Jermaine does, I think yeah, that man. might be my favorite version of that rhythm. It's a rhythm that's been remade over and over again. There are many versions of that rhythm, as you well know, as a selector. But, you know, yeah. that version of that swing easy rhythm with those horns. And um, I think that's my favorite version, that particular version of the swing easy, easy rhythm. And Wade Wonder was a frequent collaborator with Buju early in his career. Later on in his career, they didn't collaborate as much. And that's when people started to sort of link Buju and Barris up, and rightfully so. But early in his career, Wayne Wonder and Buju were doing things, a lot of things together, and a few tracks together. And this is probably, I would say, my favorite one out of all the ones that they've done. And like you said, it's a love song, right? But <laughs> it's such a smooth type of love song. <laughs> it really yeah. is. And uh, the, with Wayne's vocals on the, on the hook and on the chorus, you know, and it's not, it's the simple chorus, you know, it just fits perfectly. The rhythm, Buju's vocals, and Wayne's vocals just make everything come come together. And then in the original pressing of the album, after you get that, you get the Champion remix, which is actually a remix that was taken from um, an Ice Cube record for You Know How We Do, which happened was on his Lethal Injection album that came out, I believe, in 1994. That uh, instrumental that you hear is coming from that. Yeah. Now, for my friends that weren't reggae fans, they heard this version of the remix. And that's yeah. really what helped turn them on to this album. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nah, that's a, it's a real cool, uh, yeah, no, I mean, like West Coast sounding mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> remix. Yeah. And, and then his voice fits good on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, Only Man, of course, is another one, as you say, Rampage. And then Rampage and Sense Similar Persecution. Uh, it's if, interesting, I think, that they took this and stuck this on the reissue, especially because there was already a song with the Swing Easy Rhythm on there. And, you know, you sort of get those tracks very close together. It's two different versions of the Swing Easy Rhythm. This is another memorable one as well, but that's a a good song. And for me, you know, in my heavy weed smoking days, this would be something that would be on my mixtape, you know? So, (laughs) (laughs) right, same here. (laughs) You know? So that was a, you know, a big thing to be able to put out there. Um, I like Touch Baby Hush, but to me it sounded like, again, another throwback, a track that maybe my parents would have, you know, listen to back in their days. It would have been something that when they were going to dance halls and to dances, that would have been something that would have played during their particular time. But just the collection of tracks here that were well put together and all of the rhythms and the producers who worked on this and Buju's voice, like literally you could say, like you said, Buju's the voice of Jamaica. To me, I want to say when it comes to distinct voices in this era of reggae and dancehall, he has to be the most distinctive out of all of them. And there are a lot of distinct voices. You could think about Bounty Killer. You could think about Capleton, Barris. You can think about Sanchez. You could think about guys like Spraga Benz. They all have very unique and distinct voices, but nobody's voice is like Buju's voice. And back then, his voice was still really, he still has a very strong voice, but at that point, he was probably at the height of his powers in regards to how strong his voice was. And being able to take that voice and then project it to be able to, you know, to get the message out to the people and for people to really connect to that. Um, Bougie's always really, always really had that sort of uh, that temperament about him that he connects from the people because of his background and because of where he came from and his beginnings. That it seems like people from not just from Jamaica, but folks from all over around the Caribbean and the world can sort of connect with him. He did an uh, interview with Hot 97 right on the same day that Upside Down came out with uh, Ebro in the morning with, with Peter Rosenberg and a, and a, and a few other people. And okay. just the, the, just you can hear just the conviction that Buju always talks to. You know, every time that you hear an interview with Buju, he's always going to drop some gems for you. And you always sort of know 
that even all after all this time, the same thinking that he had back with Till Shiloh was still present with him today. Because as you said, the things are still present today in Jamaica and around the Caribbean and in the world. We're dealing with crises that people dealt with even back then. And it's good to see that he still has that message there. And I can't wait to put uh, to crack that album open and listen to it this weekend. But but, yeah, those are my favorites. You know, the, the rhythms on there, not just the swing easy one, but of course, the murder of the Far East rhythm. Keddy drum rhythm with Till I'm Raised to Rest and then the tempo rhythm with Complaint, which was the one with the remix for with Garnet Silk. But all just really, really good things there, man. Um, you know, not really a, a, a bad spot on this album. No low lights at all. And uh, I mean, even the one that you would want to you know, like say it's an album track. It's something that you is still a, a good tune that you don't have to necessarily yeah. press forward on the um, and track and skip the track, you know. So. Right. Yeah. But. But those are highlights and lowlights, and as you can see, there's not many lowlights. To talk a little bit about the legacy of this album, now, you listen to a lot of dancehall artists that are out there, especially the younger ones. I know in particular, listening to some dancehall art- artists like Jamil, and also like like uh, Kabaka Pyramid, and also even Coffee, and a few other dancehall artists, uh, Chronics, have all said that this is an album that you know was very influential to them coming up as youths in Jamaica, and wanting to get involved in, in the music, this was something that, you know, they were, it was very influential to all of them. Do you feel that same sort of, you know, amongst, you know, your Caribbean brethren? I mean, I know that I have, but amongst your group of friends, not just from Jamaica where you lived, but even from Guyana where you're from and in the circles you traveled, like how has that, I guess, you know, that legacy sort of transcended throughout time as, as these years have gone on? Of this album, I mean... I mean, I feel like this isn't everybody's top five, if not 10. You know what I'm saying? This is that one, like, my wife happens to be a Buju Banton fan as well. Mm-hmm. Album is, you know, one of the albums that put her onto the reggae music. Mm-hmm. So anytime I draw for this, you know what I'm saying, road trip or just anytime, any day, mm-hmm. it's like, yo, thank you. You know, like, it could run. Yeah. Um. So a lot of, uh, I think that, if young artists are not studying this work right here, then I think they're they should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, just just to put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I even in the new video that Bujo had on his uh his new album, there was a scene where he was sitting in you know like some sort of bar or gathering in the uh, in in Jamaica, and he's talking to some you know there's some elders there that are there. And he's sort of speaking to them and they're talking about the times and who makes a cameo in the video other than coffee and Buju's bigging her up, you know, giving her, giving her props and telling her to, you know, keep doing what she's doing. You know, that's crazy to see like how the, the generations connect like that. I'm glad to see him back. And this, this album is what started it all. And so we'll now get to our final verdict, Khalil. And I don't think it's a big surprise here. This is the spoiler alert of the year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have our rating here on the Vault Classic Music Reviews, as you know, for classifications. Is it certified classic, borderline classic, classic in its time, or not a classic at all? And uh, I'm guessing I know what you're going to say. Certified classic through and through. Yes. One of the best of the 90s and one of the best ever. Yes. Certified classic for me as well. And to me to say that this is one of the best reggae albums released in the last 25 years will be an understatement. I'll go as far as to say it's probably one of the best reggae albums that have been released since I've been born. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And the original music, not any re-released or compilations. I'm saying this is probably up there, probably one or two best reggae albums that I personally think since I've been born. And that was 1982. So 
you know, it, it's been some great music out there, but this, 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 this really, I think, is what turned me into a reggae head and a reggae lover. I mean, I listened to a lot of different things, Bulju's early stuff, uh, Shaba stuff, as I mentioned, Super Cat, but this is really what got me into digging and listening to reggae music on my own. So much props out there for this album with Till Shallow 25 years ago. Make sure that you go out there and listen to it anywhere where you can get music and pick it up, please. And then also make sure you go check out Bulju's new album, Upside Down 2020. I'll be checking it out this weekend, and I'll make sure to support as well. Yeah, just to co-sign that, I mean, um, I don't know if you knew that um, Till Shiloh went certified gold, Mm -hmm. I I think, last year. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, after 24 years, Mm. um, after the original release. So I just say that to say that Buju has a new album out now, and it was released a little bit over a week ago. And I know, you know, everybody doesn't, People don't buy music like that anymore, and yeah, rah, 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 like I get it, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying? Like, that would be money well spent. Yes. So, I, again, I encourage everybody to go and cop the album. You know, I cop my copy. You know, differences, immediate differences is just that the, it's a different world, a different time now. Yeah. The music industry is different, and the reggae and dancehall business is different. So, back when Till Shiloh came out, this album contains the rhythms that were playing throughout all the dances of that era. Mm-hmm. It contains the hot rhythms, the hot styles and swag of that time. Upside down, right now there is no dominant rhythms and things like that um, mm. in dance hall and yeah. reggae. Yeah. You know, it's more, it's just really different than the heyday of the 90s when it comes to that. Yeah, that, that, so yeah. when you look, you know, when you buy the upside down and you listen to it, it's going to be a, just a completely different experience. Still very good, still much quality, but it's not going to be surrounded by like that context where you can take many of the songs and mix them in and out of uh, the rhythms that they're on with other popular music that's out. So a lot of uniqueness coming through on this one which is good in my opinion. Um, it's definitely a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I hear that. I'm looking forward to listening to it. And uh, it's crazy that 24 years after Toshalo came out, it just turned gold last year. So people, please support the artist, especially Bujul, because he has a partnership with Rock Nation and he also has his own record labels, Gargamel Records. So please support the artist and support an artist, especially as important as Bujul Bantans, please. So please go check out Toshalo and go check out Upside Down 2020. So before we get out here, Khalil, I want to make sure that you big up yourself again and uh, just tell every people where you can they can find you and also the regular of a podcast and highlight the sound and everything where they can find you, how they can follow you. Yes, thank you very much. Just launched a new website uh, at reggaelover.com. So please visit that website and that's the central landing page for all things podcast related and um, Highlander sound related. All the links are there. On all your social media, it's Reggae Lover Podcast. And yeah, man, hit us up. Take a listen to the show. Um, look out for the episode coming up featuring Brian Cox from The Vault Classics Music Reviews. Big up to you and your whole team, man. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, yeah, shouts out to all your listeners. Thank you so much for, for having me on the platform yet again. Yeah, man, big up, big up, big up. Yes, much, and, much thank, and thank you for coming. Respect for coming on and appreciate you and Agard for everything you all do 
for the reggae community and also for Caribbean people worldwide. If you all get a chance, listen to the latest episode that just came out. It's called Caribbean Black Lives Matter, where it's a great discussion to everyone in regard to the, the events that have gone on recently. Go and listen to it from a perspective from the Caribbean and also by those of us who have expatriated to America and have now uh, live in the American experience as well. So please go check that out. Thank you, man. Yeah, very... <laughs> You'll hear some different perspectives, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, I did, and I, I agreed with a lot of them and could see the perspective of a lot of them as well. Yeah, man. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you check us out on our new host, Red Circle. You can also download, stream, and subscribe to The Vault Classic Music Reviews on any one of our streaming sources. You can go to any one of our social media sites, get to our link tree. You can get to all of our streaming platforms and then also all of our social media pages. Again, you can find us on at Vault CMR Podcast on Instagram, at Vault Classic on Twitter, and on YouTube and Facebook. You can search us, The Vault Classic Music Reviews. You can follow us, like, and also subscribe. The page is there. We always like to get the interaction from our followers on social media. We do it all for you. We appreciate all the support. And if you have a friend, tell a friend and make sure that that friend tells a friend. Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative and Instagram at IVECRE8. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.